Welcome everybody to the Critical Strike Podcast, episode four. Happy New Year. Here's to 2021 being a whole lot better than 2020. I know for us, Enrique Demore, Tyler Escara, and Meg K, the usual suspects here. It's starting off on a bright note for, for a number of reasons, but let's not bury the lead here. If you've uh, if you've been living uh, under a rock, maybe you don't know, but if you've poked your head out from under said rock and delved into esports Twitter at least a little bit, you know that Dot Esports has made a lot of internal uh some big free agent signings, shall we say, uh, the least of which now being Jacob Wolf, who's joining us here on the podcast today to talk all things LCS rebrand and then some. Uh, so uh, foregoing my two usual co-hosts here to get to the actual important person on the podcast. Jacob wow. Howard. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, all right. Man, we're starting like that. You're just dissing, hard dissing <laughs> Tyler and uh, on, Meg. Man. How's that feel? Um, <laughs> it's it's going well. Thank you for having me. I uh, I've been listening since you guys started this pod, and it's it's cool to be here. So, and I'm I'm super excited for 2021. We're gonna do a lot of cool stuff collectively, this group and our other colleagues. So, I'm generally quite quite excited for what what is ahead. Man. Yeah, no, that hey. makes uh, that makes four of us. Uh, yeah, Tyler and Meg. I, I'll, I can't I'll, I'll believe let you guys talk. I can't I can't believe you would. Instantly throw Meg and I under the bus. Yeah, after yeah. All that we've been toy through. comes along, and suddenly we yeah. just get pushed <laughs> to the side. This is how it feels to be when when Andy threw away his toys when he got new ones. <laughs> wow. Toy Story. My God. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Anywho. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we're so we're here to talk um, LCS rebrand. That's kind of the, the topic of choice here. We've had you know our. Uh, with with the leagues not named the LPL starting up in, in a couple of weeks, we've got some some room to to really dive into and really preview those leagues. But right now, I mean, the LCS rebrand, we want to talk about it because that dropped yesterday. And we want to bring Jacob on because he uh, had, as he does, uh, some insider information as far as, you know, like what exactly the purpose of the rebrand was. And you look at, uh, you know... NA has so many questions asked about it, and the branding was it was a big one, a big kind of gripe in the community. So, mm-hmm. just initial thoughts here, Jacob, uh, your reactions to it, uh, and how do you feel it was actually executed? Like, did that line up from what you heard from Riot? Yeah, I mean, I think I I'm a little iffy on the actual branding overall it's not yet grown on me like the the look and feel but i really like the purpose behind it and chris greeley the commissioner of the lcs who's been there since uh before they franchise and uh he did an interview with pablo our our colleague yesterday bloop um in which he said that you know we we don't need to essentially like pretend that we are uh i think his word was conventional but i like to use the word traditional sports um I think that's true. You know, I think if you look at the LCS branding of the past, and I know we're going to dive a little bit more into this, like it screamed a lot of like NBA and ESPN Sports bum, Center bum, style. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ESPN yeah. Sports Center style branding. And that's great and all, but like this audience doesn't really have a giant connection to those leagues. And I don't think that they, it, it, it there's a different visual design palette for someone who is. 15 to 25 years old and someone right. who is 40. And I think that there is a real acknowledgement here that esports and 
League of Legends, uh, professional esports in general, are the future of sports, and they need to stop trying mm-hmm. to imitate the past of sports in general or or the present of sports in general and really kind of form their own path because so many of these other sports leagues, the NBA, the NFL, et cetera, but particularly the NBA, um, are looking to the LCS and to the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League, and they are trying to learn lessons from these things and what's going well and how they can implement it into their own leagues. So with that in mind, like, why is the LCS or why was the LCS trying to be like the NBA when the NBA is trying to learn from them? Because, yeah. like, they have the young demo, you know? Yeah, it, it, it does seem a little a little paradoxical, like you were saying, but I, I guess better late than never. Uh, and and huh. so taking kind of a, a broad strokes backwards view, if you will, uh, as, as much worth as that can give us, I suppose. But I, I want to take this kind of twofold. Uh, one, sticking on the LCS for a bit, you know, what... Yeah. What do we, and I'll, I'll kind of throw out to the whole group, maybe maybe Tyler, I know you're, you're a big traditional sports fan as well. Mm. Uh, was there anything that they did do well in that model? And, and why why do you think it took the LCS so long to like divorce themselves from that? Uh, well, I feel like in the beginning, the LCS was kind of the leader in terms of like how they, the production of like the league and things like that. That's why we saw... Um, other leagues kind of follow suit in terms of like for example the uh, lec back then eu lcs kind of looked very similar to the lcs but as soon as people started to realize that you know we aren't traditional sports we aren't we shouldn't try to emulate that experience because it's not supposed to be that experience then we we saw kind of people branching away but the lcs i feel like was it was weird that they were kind of stuck in this kind of mode of trying to be like traditional sports casts um like i remember uh watching the intro for the lcs and it just like like i made the sound of ben it sounded like it looked like sports center like the opening for sports center the way that they introed you know the team logos and um all this other things like it was really really um it wasn't innovative and i feel like esports is only growing so it's kind of weird that we're like looking back in order to move forward and that's why i don't think that it was working for the lcs um i one of the biggest like the one of the biggest um examples of a great rebrand was the lec and i'm gonna leave that to meg because obviously she's our resident lec expert but um the way that they made their rebrand was just brilliant in the way that it kind of stayed true to the philosophies of esports but also made it so that it's their own like brand their own product their own uh personality and and, and it's interesting as well because and I, and Meg you 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 had told me this before we started mm-hmm. recording i believe it was yesterday that the some of the people that they brought in for the rebrand when it was not just ULCS to to LEC it was people from the Premier League it was people with a traditional sports background yeah, the um, there's they outsource their um, like their creative team, I guess, for the initial relaunch was outsourced to a private um, like graphics and creative company who had also worked on the Premier League. And I don't know. I look at this from a very different perspective because I have absolutely no knowledge whatsoever of U.S. sports. Like it's, I think I've maybe watched one American football game ever in my life, and it was by accident. Like I, <laughs> I liked a lot of the way in which the LCS took itself a little bit more seriously. And I think 
Mm. A lot of the things that I, a lot of the issues that I had with the LCS have not been directly addressed by this rebrand. Oh, like, okay. I was very unsure when the LEC first changed everything. I think a lot of people were actually, when the LEC first changed everything up, people were looking at it and they were kind of like, oh, well, what, where is the identity of this thing going to be going? Because it's just deviated itself so completely from what we understand esports and sports to be. And then it okay. kind of took the time to prove that, no, it's not just the logos changed and we've got some cool new colors on our overlays. Like, we are dedicated to making unique content and creating the entire a unique identity broadcast. Change, right? yeah. yeah. And I think I still need the LCS to address those issues. And obviously, there's only so much they can do. The, like, the relaunch was announced yesterday and they have like a three minute <laughs> video on it. But I think that's yeah. the main thing that I'm going to be keeping my eyes out for. And how, how much of that, and I'll kind of throw this to, to an all play here as we kind of move into um, looking, looking a little more at the, at the present, I guess, but but kind of with an eye on the past, the LEC crushed their rebrand, I think it's safe to say. And, and a big part of that, for me anyway, was the, the how they let their personalities of their casters shine through. Mm-hmm. Things like, I want the LEC back tonight, and you know the, a bunch of videos <laughs> that, you know, the rap battles and stuff, because mm-hmm. it was so, like, tr- it was so corny but the good kind and that's (laughs) their brand so again this is kind of an all play here but where the lec succeeded this is again where the the challenge that the lcs finds itself and i don't have the answers so one that's why i'm gonna pose them to you uh but two like i how how much do you because if if you copy what the lec did because i think there are some kind of fundamentals that they did well that the lec that the lcs could do but that is also anathema to carving out your own identity if you do what someone else did then it's not your identity anymore what what Mm. do we think that could and should look like i was talking to um i'm going to jump on on this one quickly i was talking to someone about this a friend about this uh yesterday i believe it was they are a dota journalist so have very little knowledge of the league scene and they were talking about what is it that league esports does so well and i was thinking about it and i think it's twofold i think one thing that both broadcasts do to really kind of engage their viewers is they make a lot of player-focused content because teams will change. If you make content that is just about teams, those teams will be disbanded and your content will no longer be relevant. And it won't make people care about something that's going to be there for a long time. But if you make content that is about players, that's always going to be around and like, that can ensure you have these long-lasting fans who will stay watching your content because it's for players that they love because that's the thing that you're pushing. But I think the LC, the LEC rather took that one step further and it's not only the players that you're made to care about, it's the casters. They really push the caster personalities and that means that regardless of meta changes, regardless of team changes, regardless of retirements, regardless of who goes where, you're still going to have people that are watching. And I think that's incredibly important but I don't think the LCS can do it in the same way because you can't care about something that much if it's just a copy of something that already exists. They can't just have like Mark Z put on like a morph suit and do a rap battle or something like that because it's just going to be a copy and nobody's going to care. It won't won't be organic and that's the point of personalities is that they are relatable as a human being. You like that. You like to relate to these people that seem uh, that have this celebrity status on the other side of the screen and if it's not organic yeah no i think that's i think it's very well said anyone else want to want to hop in on that yeah i I, to me so a couple things um 
I think that the LCS for a while, and, and esports in general, and I think we're past this, but there was a point in time where esports wanted a, this level of acceptance, right? Like it wanted to be accepted among, you know, the big kids at the table, the NBA, the NFL, the Premier League, right? Like it wanted to be taken seriously. I think we're yeah. past that point now. Like I think esports is taken seriously. I think that most major sports executives and investors in the world, if you're looking to find a way to be in sports and attach to a younger audience, esports is something that you're going to invest in. We've seen that done really well in some instances, and we've seen that done really poorly in more most instances, I would say. Um, but I don't think it's because there's a lack of audience. I think it's because uh, frequent times, and this kind of takes me to my next point, frequent times you often ask the traditional sports person to come in and do it their way you know like you knew how to produce or you know how to produce an nba or nfl broadcast come in and help me produce this esports broadcast and that's kind of what the lcs has felt like right like it has felt right. really buttoned up and this is not a personal insult to him because i actually very much like him as a person but like dash is like the prime example of this right like he's a buttoned up sports caster type the type of person you see on the fox nfl desk on sunday right, right? like and that is not what that is not what they've allowed someone like Shox, for example, to become in the LEC, where she is a lot more. She dresses in a way that is like very, I guess the right word is it like speaks to her personality, her interest, right? Like she like yeah. she has as much input in the way that she looks and the way that she presents as any producer does, and that's what the LEC, in my opinion, has done well with all of their talent is that. In this space, uniquely different from traditional sports, mm. talent are allowed to have a ton of input in the content that is being made, mm. and you see that in the LEC working well. It's very different, though, than how things work in traditional sports. And I mean, I just did a four and a half year stint at ESPN, and I could tell you that like producers put together all the shows. You show up as a as a talent, you know, either a writer, or a journalist, or a host. You show up, you do your job, and you leave. Like, that's yeah. how things work in, in traditional really sports static, media right, companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, whereas, like, in newer media companies and in things like the LEC, it's like they are – talent are an, like, intimate part of the process of making something. Content, broadcast, et cetera. Yeah. Whereas the LCS has not felt that way. And one person I actually would like to see the LCS work with more is Avali May. Avali because, May. Yeah, mm, because yeah. she yeah. is – she's a really good example of this as someone who, like, her content is – super weird in a good way like i love i love some <laughs> yeah. of her like social content sure. it's it's yeah. super off the cuff and it's funny and like if you were to invest a level of money in her ideas i actually think it could work quite well and we actually saw riot work less with her in 2020 than they did in 2019 yeah. mm -hmm. um that, that bothered me like it was a really she strange was honestly, decision yeah like she's she was carrying any like like content for like hype videos and stuff and it's like she wasn't even on the the, the casting team and it's like Avali is doing a lot of your job yep. and she's doing a really damn good job at it i mean like i i totally agree with that whole point of how like like for example frosk right yep. she shows up with like a different outfit every single week and it's become almost a part of her character it's her identity right like yeah and it's exactly. her it's her expressing like who she is as a person and how she take like how she considers herself as a broadcaster out mm -hmm. on the cast very frontly and i like that that's a good yeah. thing yeah for sure yeah no and, and, and it's funny that we 
Avali, and again, this is not to just flame everybody else because that's not that's not the point. Uh-huh. Avali has so much personality, and she has a very unique personality. And like, mm. not that personality is necessarily a requirement in the sense that, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't want to just manufacture a personality for someone. Like, give someone you know a stupid bit just for the sake of having a stupid bit. Right. Um, it has to feel organic. But it, it's kind of wild, and maybe I'm being too harsh here. So tell me if I am. But that the per- that the bar it seems like has been set so low, right? It's like if you mm. have even like a grain of personality, it's like, man, look at the LCS broadcast talent. Like that's so fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I I will say just uh, on the note of Avalia, this is partly an age thing, but I also just think it's her background versus the background of some of the other people present. Uh-huh. So mm. she, most of the people in the LCS broadcast, uh, if you remove the host from from this conversation, so take take Latigris and Dash out of this, um, and focus specifically on Mark and Prowley and Crumbs, et cetera. Like these are game people, right? Ex coaches, yeah. ex analyst, ex player, right? Um, yeah. And they are really smart about the game, but like that's what they know how to talk about is the game. They are not, you know, funny, comedic, off it's the cuff. Not that job. You know, like, that's not what they yeah, have to do. It, mm-hmm. Correct. And whereas like. Avali, you know, at the beginning of her career, I think has been very pigeon or was very pigeonholed into the standard interviewer, like the stuff Jat and Riv used to do on broadcast, yeah. like standard yeah. interviewer role. And she's good at it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like Avali is also my age. Like she's 20, I think 23 or 24. And she doesn't have the traditional broadcast background or didn't work with a bunch of producers early in her career because she's younger than some of the other broadcast talent that like mm-hmm. conditioned her to be like a traditional sports broadcast person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a benefit because it, when you see her do stuff, even on the show that she did with me a month and a half ago, like she was yeah. like, Oh, I want to dress up as like the, the, her evil persona and like do like the <laughs> fake mustache and the top hat. And I was like, I'll really do whatever the hell you want. Like you're yeah. funny. And like, just yeah. run, just run with it. Right. And, and in my opinion, like that's a super valuable thing. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Add some spice. Um, yeah. And I think that the LEC has done that well. I think the LCS could do a better job at that. Just I generally, think that's kind of the crux of the issue. I definitely don't think the LEC has gotten it right every single time. I they think haven't. sometimes they've pushed it a little bit. I hate using the word cringe, but I'm going to use it here because it's the <sighs> only thing that really illustrates what I mean. Sometimes they push it a little bit too hard into the territory of cringe, but they are always able to reel it back in because they're really, really good at listening to fan feedback on stuff and using mm. that to then create a better product. It feels like the LCS for so long were getting criticized in so many other aspects of the league with like their poor international performance. They didn't want to push the boat out with the cast and the production because it would just be another thing that they could be criticized for so they would have rather played it a little bit safe obviously i have absolutely no insight into the reduction of the lcs i do not know if that is true but that is what it kind of felt like to me Mm. and and i do want to and i think this was this was brought up even by um even by frost and dracos on uh on euphoria i want to say that uh in the past year because of the pandemic I think there is a bit of a mulligan to be had. Uh, that being said, right, the in-person content, right, that the LEC personalities were able to do is just naturally going to be better and yep. feel more organic and stuff. But kind of moving into, I, I'm glad you brought up what you said, Meg, because that that really speaks to, I think, broad strokes. I don't have any specific ideas. Otherwise, I, I don't, I, I'd love to be working with Riot on the on these sort of things. But <laughs> that, that feels like it's it's the idea is, it's like you said, it's taking risks because I'm not saying you should gauge 
Twitter should not be where you go to gauge, you know, oh, a, a, me- a measured reaction. But there does always have to be some credit for taking measured risks. And like you said, the other side of that coin, Meg, it's listening to fan feedback uh, and listening to the right fan feedback. So uh, in terms of the current rebrand for the LCS, I do think that regardless of what we think about the execution, the this hard of a pivot, and I think even the focus on rookies and stuff, that is a step in the right direction. Uh Right. H- how many plaudits should we be giving the LCS for that? Um. Honestly, <laughs> so I was looking at the reactions right when they dropped the video that showed off the new rebrand, and a lot of the reactions was like, "Thank God they're rebranding." They didn't even need yeah. to see that it like what was on it. It's just thank God they're doing something because mm. it's been something that's been on the fan base's mind for so long. Especially since LEC rebranded too, it's like we just feel like like watching the LCS compared to the LEC and other like like for example the LCK they have the uh, mini movies those crazy mi- mini mm-hmm. movies that like yeah. show off the the plays that the players like they obviously it's nutty production and it's like watching the LE- LCS these past couple of seasons past few years it's like eating just plain potatoes and then when you go to the LEC it's like a full course meal like crazy meal with like crazy spices and, and and amazing food it just felt that way it was crazy because i like for work i have to watch both lec lcs right mm-hmm. and the lec is usually before the like it's, it always is, is before the lcs and mm-hmm. it's just like okay now we're going is there's such a huge difference in terms of the feeling you get when you watch the lec when it came to the lcs which is why when i saw this rebrand i'm like Thank God they're trying something. Yeah. yeah. I was just super yeah. happy they were trying something. Yeah. So so then kind of looking forward to actually let, let, let's stay on the, the rebrand I- itself before we launch into kind of looking forward uh, and, and what we think any specifics that could look like. What do we think just kind of easing off the seriousness of it, of the actual execution of it? Like, do we like it? And again, I think we, we all agree that this is the less important of the two, right? Like you said, Tyler, there were the reactions even on Twitter were very like, oh, just thank God they did something, right? Mm. They were very happy that that was, uh, that that risk was taken. Uh, how, do we like it? This is just opinions. This is just things that don't matter. Yeah. Do we like it? Um... <laughs> I'll start. I like everything about it. <laughs> I hate, and, and again, this is just a stupid opinion thing. I hated the purple. The purple made me really sad. Uh, I yep. would have loved a different color there. I don't know why they chose purple. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud Northwestern wildcat. I bleed purple, uh. but... I did not like it there. But I love the, I, I love the I, gold. I the going. gold is the gold is way better than yeah. the purple in my opinion. Yeah. I think the purple they chose is bad though, right? It's like Yeah, it's a really it's really like washed out. It's a really insipid. It's a washed color. out purple. Yeah. Like if they chose royal purple with Hell the, yeah, like, that ooh, I'd be on board for. Like 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 why would you choose that purple? It's so boring. Like well, they don't, don't well they, just, they don't they're not even using so like if you look at the the media package they sent us so like their like secondary color is the the like gold it, it's very similar to like the golden guardians hue of gold mm-hmm. um okay. and yeah. but they aren't using that on the actual branding assets they're going to use it on broadcast but there's not even actually a gold logo in what was sent to media what which makes me oh. think like is is that gold just going to only be like a secondary pri- a broadcast color where I, I don't know like that's that's weird to me i would have i don't i didn't mind gold gold wasn't the problem like the yeah. lcs yeah. being gold yeah it was 
It was the like it was the like and they moved away from it slowly but surely. But if you guys remember like two seasons ago, we still had that like bevel and embossed logo that was like super like <laughs> ah yes, this is this is ESPN. Welcome to Sports Center. Like it <laughs> yeah. really really sports esque oriented broadcast. Yeah. And I was just like so like I they tried to make it more flat in twenty twenty. It looked a mm-hmm. little better, but like it still felt stale and old and but the color wasn't a problem. It was the style in which it was created. Yes. Um, I personally don't really like the logo, uh, honestly. Ooh, I'm um, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan either. Uh, but all that to say, I I still really do appreciate the swing, if nothing else. I appreciate there was the an attempt. attempt to yeah. say that. Like, <laughs> there was an was attempt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I appreciate the attempt, even if right now as we stand here, I'm not a big fan of the fonts or the actual logo. It's oh god, the so, fonts! Don't get me the, started. The on the league championship like series the way font. It's squished. Like if they just put it as a square rather than a diamond, I would have liked it so much more. But it looks like they went to load the image and it was just the wrong size, it so com- it got like it got squished compressed. just a little bit. <laughs> and it looks, and it also like it kind of looks like a flame almost it, it's a really yeah. weird logo it looks the- like they made it so that it would look cool on one of the little twitter flare hashtag things like the ones that the lec yeah. has but it just didn't quite work for me it might grow on me i wasn't a huge fan of the lec mm-hmm. stuff to begin with and i really like it now but yeah. at mm-hmm. the moment i'm eh. like to be honest on it like my first reaction on the lec rebrand was like i guess we haven't seen everything yet right but mm-hmm. like the flair it had caught me instantly compared to this, where a lot of people are like, I need to give it time. I need yep. to see how I feel after a bit. Cause I, we, obviously we still haven't seen in full execution, but yeah, that font is really bothersome. I, I don't know. I'm not mad about the logo because um, even before I'm like, yeah, it looks like a flame. And I guess it's kind of cool. Cause in the trailer, they start talking about, you know, the future of the LCS. They talk about like the rookies and mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, right? A flame torch leading the way yeah. to like yeah. the new LCS, which is kind of cool, but I need to give it time. I, I, I mean, I, like- I have full disclosure. I have seen some things as I'm doing a panel with Chris Greeley at uh, the consumer electronics show next week. Um, uh-huh. I have seen, some things that are uh, yet to be seen just generally by audience. Um, nice. And that said, uh, I I liked like the broadcast swipes and some of that under the hood stuff I've seen. Like the animation style is cool and it doesn't feel like it's encroaching too much on the LEC while also being sort of catered to a younger audience that has a different uh, taste for graphic design and video animation. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's fine. I mean, I, I I agree that just generally don't like the color palette and also just the logo itself. By itself, it looks weird. Mm-hmm. And and like when you see it on broadcast and it animates and moves, it looks a little better. But when it's by itself as a flat image, it, it does look a little strange. The video I thought was great. I really liked the way it was a lot snappier than a lot of their other content's been. Like all of the the jump cuts where like speaker's sitting in the chair and then suddenly it just spins and he's gone. What content? Yeah, it's that felt really good. And like if they're going to be making more stuff like that, really excited to see it. The logo, eh. I'll give it course, time. Just give, me, just give me more content. Well, yeah, what, want what more I want to see what it looks like is what I haven't seen is what it looks like on the desk, right? Like, what does oh, it look yeah. like on the yeah. broadcast desk when we're post? Uh, I would imagine 
um, that we will stay remote broadcast for the beginning of the year, for the beginning of the season. But like, if yeah. if It'd people are COVID vaccinated and things are safe again by summer split, right? Like, I want to see what it looks like in an actual studio presentation on the desk with sponsor logos, et cetera. Like, yeah. I'm really curious what that looks like. And I don't know the answer to that at this point. Mm. So just kind of a, just a brief side note. They currently, none of the LCS production can be done in person, correct? It all still, yes. because of the COVID restrictions, it all so. has to be done from home. Yeah, and LA is yeah. just getting progressively okay. worse. There was There was an order, I think, yesterday late yesterday that like if if you have if you are not expected to live and have a medical emergency emts are not supposed to prioritize you like wow. you're gonna die anyway yeah it's really oh. it's no, it's really LA because is bad. Yeah, yeah la's like hospitals are overrun by covid patients and so like they Jesus. can't really bring in other people it, it's awful yeah i'm sure and then we Hank and then we see these guys on twitter hosting parties it's like mm. What's going on? Sus. Anyway, that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, oh my god. So, but yes. to answer your question broadly, LA is in a in a bad spot, and I think so we'll we won't see be expecting to see any in person content out of the LEC, LEC. Jesus Christ, out of the LCS for quite a significant amount of time. Then, yeah, that'd be my thought. I'd say till yeah. summer, honestly. Okay, I'll be curious to see what they can do though if they're going for this rebrand and they're from the the video that they have released it seems like they're not going quite as like mimi and informal as the lec is but they're definitely trying to veer more in that direction i'll be really curious to see what they can get done remotely and how on board their broadcast talent will be with the switch and changing up how they've been doing the broadcast for so long mm -hmm. can i can i just say something mm -hmm. no if <laughs> all right sorry no uh all the like if we're gonna it's gonna be remote can people like is this like, about the clothes yeah yeah <laughs> come on like yeah you have you have like okay i'm not gonna say names but it's just like hey you're you're a major region right you represent a major region if you look at the lec you look at frost you look at vettius you look at all these they all have like suit jackets and whatever it's it's flashy but it's still like really nice looking like it's the colors it, it straight up is the colors every single yep. person on the lcs broadcast wears nearly the same identical color suit kobe yeah. is about the only one that deviates with like pocket squares like and ties and shirts yeah. right like whereas like everybody else feels like we all went to joseph a bank and ordered a suit collection <laughs> together um wow. whereas the lec is very much like every single man and woman involved on that broadcast has their own unique style and it's spilled over by the way like if you if you go back and rewind enough lec footage like you'll see people like vettius and ender who took themselves really seriously at the beginning yeah. of their lec careers yeah. like they have loosened up as they i mean ender actually lives with frost gear and i believe so like he's getting mm -hmm. some first-hand style tips but um uh, yeah. uh but even like vettius too has loosened up and like taken his presentation of himself I don't want to say less seriously, but just like Have it's not about like it. I'm a sportscaster with buttoned up, you know, white shirt yeah. and blue blazer, right? Like, yeah. um, and and I think like people like Dracos and Frost and Shocks have rubbed off on the more serious, introverted part of that broadcast, which is a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. but the L a lot of the LCS, like it's the same suit and tie, mm. and I and I, I agree. It, right? Like I understand, like. It's been a pretty miserable year, and a lot of people's mental health hey. has taken quite a significant yeah. hit because of the fact that we're all just essentially living in one room for most of our lives. But yep. at the end of the day, 
this is your job and there is a certain expectation of you that you have to look a certain way when you're appearing on camera and it just it feels like it needs to be sharpened up like people need to appear on camera and they need to be ready to work they need to be completely like zoned in on what it is they're doing they need to ready. dress yeah. to be prepared ish together yeah. type of stuff yeah yeah and like it sucks having to say that because it's like i work in my pajamas a lot of the time like i don't have to appear on camera so i will just work in some sweatpants or some pajamas but at the end of the day mm. part of your job is to appear on camera and that has to mm. be taken seriously regardless of for sure the situation surrounding it i mean i think one thing that i hope will happen uh, you know i i worked with riot a little bit and uh, but primarily nurture gamers on the first strike project uh, um, for Valorant, mm -hmm. and right, yeah. one thing that they were doing with Valorant uh, and all the casters and talent that were involved in the Valorant broadcast is they were sending out step and repeats, uh, like the big giant backgrounds that pop up in your house on the pole, mm -hmm. um, and then also like a really cool camera kit. Like Riv was telling me that he he's got this like giant camera kit now stashed in his closet that like runs out into his office, and so like it's clear that they're already doing Riot as a company on the esports broadcast side of things are already investing more into their talents presence. Presentation. I hope it's the LCS is not as easy as get a green screen and we'll like superimpose you on like they have been this season, right? Gotcha. With, with yeah. the LCS casters on, at Worlds um, in particular. But I hope it becomes more of we make your room look cool kind of thing where like rather than just like here's a step and repeat in a camera kit, we go like what what do you have to work with, right? Like and a producer gets on FaceTime with with their or facetime or slack or whatever else with their talent and goes like here's what you have here's what we can order to make it look better like that's a really minor yeah. thing but i actually think it does matter making mm -hmm. your room look cool and not just being on a step and repeat and everyone having the same step and repeat or the same background and, yeah. and i think it's about it's about showcasing personality again yeah right? absolutely like when i when i i broadcast some you know amateur north american league of legends and I do it all from my bedroom, but I intentionally, you know, it, it's it's making your room look cool. And so some of that is, you know, you need certain hardware, I guess, to, to do that. But again, Riot's a multi-gajillion dollar company, so you can get you a, a decent camera and mic and, and just the, the hardware. Well, even just like lights, like colored LED lights on uh, <laughs> yeah. on an accent no, lamp. Like no, I have one yeah, of those I mean, and it cost me like 50 bucks. Streamers, <laughs> yeah. broadcasters, whatever, like a good streamer is you either have to be just absolutely nuts at the game so you can afford to have zero personality or you are an interesting <laughs> personality. Right. People don't watch, you know, Doc's bit every every so many successful streamers. It's their personalities that make them who they are, that attract people to them. And some of them, you know, like Doc is a bit of a bit or whatever. And that's not what mm -hmm. I'm at. But if you look at like Dr. Lupo, if he can make his room look cool, which is like basically just a bedroom in a damn house. Like mm -hmm. it's I don't think it's his bedroom. I think it's a bedroom in his house. Like if he can do that, then Riot Games can make Captain Flowers and Kobe's room look sick. Like yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, you got a you got a bed in the background that's not even made. It's like what's going on here? Like, well, that, yeah, that, that's just like make your bed. Bro. Come on, man, like, <laughs> make your bed. Bro. It takes yeah. like thirty seconds. It does. It's an easy task. Yeah. Oh so, my god. So then I guess we we've kind of covered this. Um, I'll use this kind of as a jumping off point because I think whether it's wardrobe or what is behind you when you are broadcasting, you know, remotely, which is kind of. I don't want to focus too much on the, the remote broadcast of it because that's not the that is the immediate future. That is the not not the the long term future. Uh, but but the wardrobe and, and what is behind you on your screen, I think, speaks to a broader thing of matching those kinds of things with your personality. And that is something again. It, it, it's little things like that that really do start to go a long way. Uh, does it feel like? And th this might be 
this is something I just I just scribbled down in my notebook right now, but you can't force a personality on somebody, right? But like for instance, Kobe, his when, like he looked sharp in that video, and like the video that the LCS put out, I liked it because it had a little more kind of swag and, and confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yep. was the vibe I got. Swag. From it. That's I, the big word is swag. Yeah, I mean yeah. Kobe. Kobe is the face of the broadcast, and they should lean into that. In my opinion, Kobe yeah. is as as serious as we just said that all of them take themselves at this point, right? Like same same suit and tie. Kobe is literally the only one I could ever see being a, a sportscaster in the sense exactly. of like appear yeah. on something because he's he's great. His presentation's yeah. great. Kobe is yeah. like if you want to take yourself seriously as a League of Legends broadcaster, Kobe should be your damn north star. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but, 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 it, but it's again, it's who he is and not everybody, if everybody tries to be Kobe, we're going to fail, but Correct. because you're not accenting those particular casters personalities, like, so Kobe, I, I like that he kind of, he, he has done that, but then I, I don't know, is it, is it, is it just working with the broadcasters to accentuate certain parts of their personality or is it this, this might sound harsh and I'm not advocating for this. I'm just thinking out mm. loud. Mostly do you start to look for new talent with more personality that can I am of the opinion that NA should change up their broadcast talent um Ooh. because there I is have... something to be said for longevity right a lot of these people yeah. have been there for a long time yeah. but you don't want to keep something there just because it's been there and again I, I'm not I mean that's the that's names. the metaphor for the entire league though right and even yeah. the players yeah no oh. I think that's well uh, I no shade but yeah. I mean I will say that there are certain members of that broadcast who do not who are complacent within their jobs. And that I don't know how you, I don't know how you fix that if that is producer sits down and has a come to Jesus moment with said broadcasters. <laughs> um or if, you if it's it you just lift, rep- you can do it with a caster is all it, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean or if it's replacing them and I, like I don't want to advocate for someone to lose their job, but at the same time, like there are definitely people on that broadcast who do the absolute bare minimum, roll out of yeah. bed, take yeah. a shower, and step on camera. And Some I of them just don't even take a shower and you can tell. <laughs> and I and that really bothers me because yeah. like this is a this is a profession given the fact that how many people play League of Legends and just esports in general, that there are I don't know, 200, 300 other people who probably have some like yep. entry level skills that with a producer could grow uh-huh. into them that want those jobs and know things about League of Legends. And those people are hungry and will work their ass off. And we've actually seen that with the LEC yes. with people like Ender and Vettius who are not veterans of League of Legends broadcasting. They have grown into being very good at it because they were very hungry to be a part of this yeah. scene, right? And yeah. you got to tip your hat to that because they are they want to work their ass off. There are people in the LCS who they ha- they worked their ass off once upon a time, and now they're just okay coasting. And I have they're a coasting, real issue yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean that's that's just a professional discourtesy, if you will. And, and correct. It just bothers me though because you represent the whole region. You know, correct. like if yeah. we want to be taken seriously, it like you're what they see, right? Like yeah, they, the they, they don't the see league. the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they don't see technically they don't see the players until they do like interviews, and they're not really. It's just on camera, so. Technically, they're only seeing your face. So, like, how are they going to take us seriously if you're just rolling over and getting on your computer and you, you're you wearing, like, I don't know, you're not looking the best that you can be? Like, you are the face of the league. And if you're not putting your 100% effort, what does that, like, say to the people who are watching, like, that are watching the broadcast? Yeah. It's, like, the worst, like, opinion. I would so. actually be very curious to see how much 
I'm trying to think how to word this. Um, how much the public perception of NA fuels the way in which the casters view their own jobs and whether it even factors in. Because yeah. I feel like if you are constantly just hearing this narrative of like, oh, your region sucks, like it's never going to achieve anything, always groups at worlds, does that make you complacent? Because it's like, oh, well, we're never really going to do that much, so I guess I don't have to work as hard. I don't know. I like. I I'm mean, not saying that's a good thing, might. but I'd be curious to see if it factors in. It might, but... I think then, like, I hate to say, like, but that's, I think, with any job, right? If you just hear, okay, well, you're never going to be anything, you know, here's your ceiling and all that. That's never how progress is made. Progress is made by the people that take uh, that okay. as a challenge. I mean, but the thing is, is, like, it's not even really connected to, like, war, like you're not playing on stage. Like, that's not even connected to how you it's nothing to do with you, present yeah. yourself. No, I mean, it shouldn't be, but a lot rocket, of times it yeah. is, right? Like, you, like, like they, uh, they, they'll just internalize that. I mean, I, like, I could, I, I can sympathize with that like i could see right. how that would affect me but then okay so as, as, we, as we as we wrap up here i mean the the the, the parallels I, I think meg you brought this up and i'm glad you did the, the parallels between in in north america right the the casting talent and the uh, on the rift talent uh i think they Man. they kind of write themselves in terms of okay you know you like you said you, if you can do it with double lift you can do it with whoever right you don't know that tactical is there unless you give them a shot for instance uh mm. looking forward now there are good personalities on these you know on the lcs desk so let, let's try to end on maybe a a positive forward positive note note here right. who wh whether whether the future of the lcs rebrand centers more around individual casters players whatever if, if you've got and I, I realize i'm kind of springing this on you so i apologize but do you have anyone that you look at and say i'd like to see more of them whether it's a caster or a player someone to bring the face of you know this forward. Let's 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 shelf Avali because we've already given her a ton of praise, and I don't want to recycle that. Right. Uh phew. We already mentioned Kobe a little bit. Kobe's Kobe's yeah. fantastic. Latigris okay, Latig yeah. is actually like I know Gabby fairly well, and I can say in the sense that she is really if you follow her on social or like Instagram or anything, she actually is a really interesting person but i just feel like she's slotted kind of wrong right now because like Avali was at the beginning of her career with the lcs she's like latigris is being slotted into like dash number two right like her and dash yeah. share the hosting responsibility whereas like gabby's a really fun broadcaster just generally and i i hope that they do a better job at like letting her have some reign and putting her in positions where it's not just a i interview player and I host desk static a couple times yeah. a week, like very static because yeah, like Gabby is really awesome. Like it, I think yeah. the misuse of talent has been a big thing for the LCS. Yeah. I think Agreed. that like, um, if they are changing the brand up, hopefully they're willing to be a lot more experimental with what they provide on the broadcast, which means that maybe they can slot in. Uh, yeah. Like for example, Avali and, and the Tigris, like put them into like, I want, I don't want to say like, I hate saying like the LEC style kind of like segments, but like you have the reign to do that because they are very talented individuals. Yes. Like outside of the roles that they've been given currently, I think that they can flourish if they're just given the right circumstances. Yeah, like somebody um, should go to Latigris and just be like, what do you want to do? That is yeah. like not just give what you're doing freedom. currently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. And 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 honestly, hire people. It's not like people like Avali just don't generally exist in league. They do, right? Like there are mm -hmm. people who aren't a part of the LCS who are interesting and have content ideas. Like bring those people in as consultants or producers, and like let them help yeah. the existing people, like 
morph and and develop and think outside the box and if those people don't then you have your answer you get rid of them right like that's yeah. that's as simple as that i want na to stop putting people on the broadcast just because they're smart about the game like, i agree hmm. we've seen and those those people um, have their place but yeah. it is in a specific role the lec to bring them up once again got machine machine is not yes. someone who exists yes. in the league scene. Oh. He plays league, but he's not like mm, challenger. Mm, mm. He hasn't been an analyst for a team. He hasn't right. done anything awesome. like that. And he killed it. Like you don't need to have, you don't know how to freeze a wave to be able to create a good segment on like well, a I, game between <laughs> like TSM and Liquid. You can well, just also, have someone like, come in and provide this creative insight without knowing all that much about the game. Like that's yeah. fine. Not everyone has to be a genius. And, and the fan base is changing. I think that that, model exists because like even with me right like i'm a reporter i break a lot of news right like i don't need to be like a diamond level league player right like i'm a i'm a i'm a low gold like summoner's (laughs) rift player and i'm a uh you know mid platinum tft player right like i don't need that area of expertise to understand how business works but like i used to even get some weird comments about like well you're not a game expert and it's like i don't have to be and i'm not i don't want to be and i don't really get those comments as much anymore because i think the fan base has grown up a little bit where they realize that like you don't have to be like the premier league of legends player to have an opinion yeah i mean on the desk it's like as long as you have a general understanding, I think that you can, with your own personality, mm-hmm. like, put your own spin and flair to the way that you present things. Like, I just think Machines is so fucking talented. I love like, him. He, I think he's he, great. Like, when he was on the cast and, and they had that whole bit with, uh, who was wearing the... Um, the Royal Guard outfit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was so great. Like, him on the, on the cast is just great. But, yeah, no. I think that... We need to give, I think what, what, what we're just getting to is just give the on-air talent a little bit more freedom to do what they would want to do rather than just throwing them into a formula. Um, yep, exactly. Which is what has ha- happened the past how many And if they don't want to do anything other than the formula, then like either, again, you have that come to Jesus moment or you just replace them. Right? Like yep. if, they, yep. if they don't want to contribute more and you're giving them the leeway to do so, then you have your answer. And you can have clever people people who are smart about the game who can still make interesting content like i don't i want to make it clear i don't think that you can either be funny or clever like you have people like yamato Cannon when he was on um the eu broadcast and he like he did a segment on soraka top lane i think and he was just doing this <laughs> stupid dance next to a teleprompter like <laughs> yeah you can there can be a marriage of that and if you need some time to find the people that 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 can do that for you then that's fine but i think that's something that you need to try and invest into and it's something that they don't currently have all right well said everybody no i think uh i think yeah even if i could just put a bow on it myself i think uh from my experience like i, I do think that as scouting grounds and you know whatever the amateur structure looks like for na that'll bring a lot of the, obviously players up to the forefront but also i think the talent as well mm. you look at eu masters that you know they with the players and the talent uh, as far as broadcast talent, those are discovered kind of in the same arena. So I think the parallels do extend uh, beyond then. But I think that is going to do it for us, unless uh, any, any final thoughts you just need to get off your chest before we wrap it up here. Uh, Hopeful. That's what I'm going to say. That's it. I'm hopeful. I'm going to come in. Like, I, I feel like I say that every year <laughs> for, for both NA at, like, 
and international tournaments and NA in terms of production. I'm just like, I'm going to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. That's what I like to say about NA all the time. You are our and resident Pandora's box. We've got hope yeah. trapped in a little yeah. Tyler-shaped box, and we cannot yeah, let him exactly. go. That's all I got to say. Okay, that's, well, that's going to do it for... Yeah. Oh, wait, Jacob? Uh, that's it for me. I, I agree. I, uh, I'm i not an N.A. homer, maybe as much as Tyler, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I, I like the idea here. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Then that is going to do it for us. Big thank you to Jacob Wolf. We'll be seeing uh, more of him and more of a bunch of other guests as Dot Esports, the Crit Strike podcast, continues to grow. We appreciate those of you who are here right now being with us. Uh, Jacob apparently has been here from the beginning, which is a little wild. And here's to many, many more for Jacob, for Tyler, for Meg. I have been Enrique. This has been the Critical Strike podcast, and we will see you back here next week.